Another episode of Nina Talks. What's I'm Akita. Darius. How you doing, dude? I am doing great. You know, still falling down off the wedding train. Yeah. So hey. just living post two weeks of marriage life. Just living just your best black love life. Best Hashtag black love. Black love. And shit. You know, cleaning up, been cooking and shit. Yeah, my man, <laughs> my man Darius is out here cooking expensive meats. <laughs> Got some Aldi lamb like, type oh. shit, right? Nigga said, I'm cooking lamb. I was like, damn, that's some like ancient Greek Gotta feed type the family. Shit. Take yeah, it literally, bro. He really felt that hunter-gatherer energy. He was uh-huh. like, I gotta have to go acquire provisions. Look, man, primal type shit. Yeah, bro. That's what's up, though. I've been good, dude. What about you? I've been good, man. Just working. Yeah. You know, getting these projects done. It's going to be a busy busy fall for your boy, but y'all going to hear a lot from me. So all I'm the like, mixing, bro. <laughs> bro. All the mixing. All I've been doing. Keep me up and like, added right weeks, before bro. work. It'd be hey. like 7, 30, 8 o'clock. Like, all right, time to start my day. How you just hear the rolling chairs. I'm like, all right, let's start our day. Dude. Let's like, go. oh, we up. But that's, yeah, that's what we've been on. <laughs> Staying busy. That's hard, man. Yeah. I feel that shit. That leads, uh, <laughs> that makes me think of our uh, first topic with all these tech companies staying busy and scamming. <laughs> Yeah, for our nerd out today, we're talking about uh, really just how tech is like shaping the economy, the job market, and just how people live their lives and how these scam-ass tech companies not trying to hold up for it. <laughs> Man, and it's, it's, it's so crazy. So the, the point of the focus was a podcast I listened to and then also an article that Akita read later where... DoorDash, um, what is it, like Uber Eats? DoorDash, Uber. All these kind of like logistical apps that essentially kind of pay people a little bit to go pick up and drop off food. Uh, They're really like becoming core parts of the economy. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, everybody, like, uh, there's so many people that's just like, oh, I'm about to go, you know, do Uber. I'm about Lift to go do for the day. Because, like, I need some money, y'all. Like, I, you know, I just need some money type shit. Yeah, it's a quick bag. And or so, it's just kind of crazy. Um, it's just kind of crazy because these companies don't, they kind of skirt around a lot of the, like, employee labor yeah. laws. Because everyone's a shit. contractor. Everyone's a contractor. Uh, so, the article that Akita was reading, um, and sent me earlier today yeah basically it was just talking about how like right now california is trying to make a push to kind of make the california government is trying to make some of these companies legitimize all of their workforce like they're like i have all these drivers working you know eight to ten hours a week every single day and for a lot of them it is their primary source of income and y'all don't give them any health insurance y'all don't give them no type of benefits like y'all probably don't even pay a minimum wage half the time so they're making a push uh with this bill to basically just be like you got to treat them like full-time employees mm-hmm. and then in like the fucking douchiest like rebuttal to that a bunch of these tech companies were like nah 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 we gonna huddle up together and all donate like 50 million dollars to lobby against this and so it's so, all like wait 
instead of taking your money and paying people like the fucking government ass y'all took that money and instead were like nah we just gonna fight this bill because fuck that yeah like it and it's so interesting because all right these companies are like great ideas and stuff like that. yeah like i i just got some food from doordash so like take everything i'm saying with a grain of salt right because <laughs> i do consume it like, <laughs> i'm more of an analyzer not really like a protester right, right. like oh that sucks man like, like damn that's crazy well, i don't want to walk to five get my minutes food shit. yeah but, but they're like they're so cool like facebook all these huge companies that's revolutionized the way that people interact yeah but what's so detrimental about them is they also one touch everyone are controlled by probably like a handful of people and then just get like a shit ton of money like who would have known that doordash like well i guess the economists knew but like <laughs> like doordash just doesn't work like it's crazy like they like the restaurants hate that shit bro Bruh, like restaurants like we don't be getting paid drivers like yeah we don't really be getting paid <laughs> people like yeah our food be getting ate like everything like it's so convenient and it's so dope and it's alive because it gets VC money, but like it shouldn't be allowed. Yeah, damn, I would, I would, I would fight somebody if someone just ate my DoorDash food. <laughs> like you just get that shit. And it's some a few shit. like fries missing, bro. Like, like yo, where my other taco at, bro? <laughs> I don't know. You only ordered two. Sorry. Uh, you only ordered. Two. Leave a good tip. Like, damn, that'd be hell. Nah, I agree though. I feel like these companies just aren't putting the effort that they need to to make sure that people who are putting their like day-to-day livelihood on this are getting like covered they're kind of just like nah y'all are here to make the engine run Mm -hmm. and impress our investors but y'all aren't like people yeah (laughs) i think that's like the interesting thing about like uber how they were pushing so hard for like the autonomous cars because like uber has been very like quickly want to drop they're like we don't care about people like we don't want this to be a people run business we're trying to just get cars moving like one way or the other we're a logistics app and ideally we want to automate right <laughs> and so with these other ones it's like all right well you got someone delivering pizza all day like you gonna help them if they bust a flat or you nope. know if, if they get overworked or whatever yeah. like you just not gonna treat them like they working for you because they're making your product money yeah and i think that's like i think that's one of the testaments to why a lot of small businesses also stay small because it's like yeah that's a good idea but that shit just don't scale yeah (laughs) and we're just kind of we're witnessing that and i think the podcast i was listening to um made a really interesting argument as to a lot of the pains that we're seeing in america Mm -hmm. yes we have international things going on but also we just have one a lot of companies that aren't really paying people and then also people that are just like relying on businesses that like don't work and also don't really cater to their yeah. employees that much but it's become such like a flexible easy way to make money like uber even ran ads on that one like uber like ran ads on like oh you can make a new alternative lifestyle yeah. but we're just not gonna pay you what you need like <laughs> 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 we just not gonna pay you. Like, yeah, you can make a living. Kinda. You, ever, you ever work eighty hours a week before? Like, you know how many people live in their car? <laughs> it's so it's nice. a lifestyle. Get you a Nissan Sentra. Ooh, you gonna be so comfy and cozy. <laughs> like, they gonna yeah. start. Uh, they gonna open up Uber RV, bro. <laughs> people just always gonna be on. Everyone shift, just live in a van. <laughs> it's like Airbnb and Uber Beat. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I think like. 
I think the like with most things, I think the right answer is kind of somewhere in the middle, because like, I think a lot of these companies are kind of like struggling to like keep up financially because it's like a weird business model that doesn't really scale, right? Um, so I think the answer is somewhere in between like, all right, yeah, you kind of have to either just like pay people more and limit the hours or like something like that, mm-hmm. because it's like, you can't have people who can just work an unlimited amount of time on this thing because they will. And like, if like that's the, working for you. yeah. And then be like, well, no, no, no. I didn't tell him he had to do that. He chose <laughs> to. And it's like, well, he could, yeah. if you can do something for money, chances are someone's going that's to do thing. it a lot. Like, I think that's that crazy kind of play where it's where you put an incentive out and then you say, oh, yeah, have to do. Yeah, that. I didn't make them. But I'm like, no, no, no. If you kind of especially as a programmer myself, like if you're building something for the average person, you have to just think about it in terms of like what can people do and what can't people do, not what should people do and yeah. what shouldn't people do. Like if you're building something like it's a one or a zero. It can be. It doesn't have to be ambiguous. You could just stop people from doing that shit, <laughs> or you could just pay people who work full time. Like just change the number, bro. <laughs> just go in the code and be like, "Oh, that's a uh, pay equal 10 <laughs> Make that pay equal fifteen, bro. bro sorry, we tripping. We or be tripping. like, "Oh, you don't work three hours today? Mm, I'm sorry, we just can't afford part time workers." Because well, yeah, it's gonna like, suck, but then they're gonna have to go get a job that actually will. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you know this might be a slight tangent, but I feel like that pulls into so much of the uh, I feel like conversation within America of like the responsibilities of like business versus the government and shit like that. Because it's like I'm sure there's someone someone out there who's like, well, like why can't the government be like supplying like a base, whatever, whatever, to these people, so then that way the tech companies could do this. Yeah. Which is also like an interesting other like route to go with it. But I agree that I think that like if you're just gonna open, if you're gonna create something, you have to take the responsibility mm-hmm. to do it because you're also gonna be pissed whenever the government tries to tell you like, oh, here's what you yeah. should do. And you created the business model. You made it. It didn't like, exist. You are like, yeah, you're solely influencing the economy. Like your business that has spread is the thing that's causing this turmoil. And yeah. So it's not like, somebody else dropped this on you no one forced you made this yeah and i think that's like one of the biggest differences too between like um we were talking about this a bit earlier just like we're like ubers versus like taxis like uber ran taxi businesses to the ground people laughed at taxis because yeah like shit like i like i I don't know what i'll have you doing right now like take a taxi just because like i can just call an uber anywhere i'm at any time with like relics so much ease Mm -hmm. you got a, a taxi black they always drive by me it's always sad but but, but it's like the taxis can't really like the business model don't really like support them up and building the app and shit yeah and, and like, also just the buy-in to like have a taxi it's a it's not easy to just be a taxi driver like it, yeah. it's a pretty expensive like license to get and like you have to jump through a but bunch you're of following the rules to make sure that yeah. it works yeah and it, and it and that keeps it working at a small scale right yeah. it keeps it working at a level where it's like hey we have this business we meet the needs of our like our target audience but it's not so much so that we're like fucking ruining mm-hmm. <laughs> the like you know whatever ecosystem we're in whoever with uber it's like you know if Whoever you have a got car, a phone about to start driving and picking people up fucking yeah, insurance bro and it's like i don't yeah i don't need to have insurance <laughs> You don't really need to know how good of a driver I am, like how like the what drugs of- I got the car. 
<laughs> like, I just be doing whatever the I'm fuck. I'm trying like, to get five stars, man. Whatever y'all need. Just... <laughs> like, you know Ubers don't care because they be farting in their shit. I be like, man, y'all way too comfortable in here. Because they spend their eight hours. Because they like, they don't bro. pay me enough not to fart in this motherfucking car. And that's what ha- that's that's like the liability that people get though. It's like you end up with people who work in working hard because people just gonna work hard like i think it's a myth to think that people not gonna work hard no. people work hard in whatever opportunity you give them to like yeah like uh whatever capacity they get and so people gonna be like working on their uber shit hard but you ain't paying them shit then like unfortunate shit always gonna happen because that's what happened when you drive all you day. driving all day <laughs> can you imagine random being- people getting in your car you driving all day that's just asking for hours like i pray for ubers in st louis because niggas out here can't fucking drive so i can't imagine how dangerous it is to be in a whip all day bro in these wild wild west bro, we louis just got streets, damn bro. near t-bone and slash bro. side swipe bro <sighs> every I morning i see someone shit. do some stupid shit and i just know i'm like Sooner or later, it's gonna be me. Like, just numerically, like the odds, one day it's just gonna be me. It's not gonna be my fault. Every Niggas. time somebody run a stop sign and you like four <laughs> seconds away from that stop sign, that's just rolling the Well, you just know, where you like, damn, bro, like six or seven seconds earlier, if that had happened, I mean, later if that had happened, I could have been in that shit. They could have just ran that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, cause, bruh, people be booming through stop signs, booming through red lights. Hot box, bro, can't even see the front of the road, bro. But <laughs> car be fogged up, bro. Like, <laughs> Honestly, like, I feel like you gotta be, I've seen people like murk through like traffic lights and like the cent, I mean, stop signs in like the central west end. I'm like, bruh, it's a populated area, bruh. <laughs> Like near misses type shit, bro. Like, oh, you crazy. I'm like, y'all niggas is ruthless. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. About to get a bumper car, bro. <laughs> oh, God. I need to develop some shit with a force field, bro. Keep all y'all niggas 10 feet away from my whip, bro. But nah, I mean, that's facts, though. Because it's like, again, you driving in these wild, wild west St. Louis streets. You an Uber driver. You might not have insurance, you might not have whatever, but you driving because you like, this is the way I can make some bread and I need money, I you need a job. tell your insurance because your insurance rate going to cut all the profit that you would have made on Uber, bro. Like <laughs> Insurance going to spike up, especially if you're a black male, <laughs> age 25 is over for you. That premium going to suck. Just got, man, I'm just it's praying, so like, bro. I'm praying for 25, bro. I'm praying. <laughs> bro, your options just so limited. <laughs> and it's just like, bro, like this company that's, giving you i guess like the opportunity right to make this money which is cool should i feel like should also be like well you're gonna work for us full time essentially so here's some help here's an uber insurance plan or some shit i don't fucking know i don't got all the answers but like uber don't have the money for it because it's not profitable exactly so it's just like, <laughs> like they're yeah. doing what the best they can and they acting like they can but then they throw 90 million dollars to not pay their people it's like okay sir you could have just like did some PR stunt and gave like ten random people five million dollars, like right. <laughs> <laughs> Make people stop complaining, like you. But you know, you go. I will lobby against these motherfuckers. I would just like, hate. <laughs> I would just I hate. Just hate. Goddamn <laughs> shit. I hope they. I hope they figure that shit out because I still believe that tech is like how people and humans will get the shit right. But we I also agree. getting shit wrong. With I think. <laughs> I think humans just not right yet. Mm-hmm. We gotta get our shit good and then the tech will reflect that because it's only what we make it so as long as as long as white men are making technology there's gonna be some flaws so we gotta 
we gotta get, get up in there we really gotta shoot for that like diverse table man that diverse yeah. like group of like yeah. developing minds yeah that's what that's what does it that's the that's the world gift there man one day all right. Trying to roll up to this roll into I'm about to say yeah we're gonna get on some funny shit yeah we've been yeah, talking about yeah, tech talking and about shit some nerdy, nerdy shit. utopian shit we're we gonna, gonna switch that shit up yeah we're gonna talk about comedy just different types of humor yeah just a, we've been watching a lot of funny shit I feel like a lot of uh comics been on the on the time on the TL you know because it's just all like they always be saying wild shit good and bad good like, and bad yeah. <laughs> you know for better or worse like there's a lot of like controversial comedy out there's a lot of like really funny yeah. comedy stuff out like so we just want to talk about that yeah so, the, the, the ringleader i guess the one that really drove the conversation into uh wanted to do this comedy was uh dave Chappelle. yeah uh, the last stand-up the last stand there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter about it you know what i mean so I don't know. For me, uh, I mean, I thought it was funny. I'll say that straight up. I, I fuck with Dave. I, I watched the Chappelle show since it like first came out and shit like that. So like, I thought it was funny. I thought like, you know, there's definitely things he shouldn't have said. Obviously, um, I think like some of the points he was making were valid. Not all of them, but I think one of my biggest thoughts about this conversation too is also just like. I feel like oftentimes with like entertainment in general, we often take like the things people say like way too seriously. In the sense that like he's a stand-up comic, he's saying some like wild shit. If you know it's wrong, you know it's wrong. You know, don't fuck with it. But I feel like people be trying to take this stance of like either like you know he's encouraging people or, or anything like that because i'm like bro them people already had them problems dave Chappelle ain't gone dave Chappelle ain't radicalizing yeah. niggas you know what i mean like it's niggas that's radicalizing people yeah or like you know whatever so i think it's like how do we have that conversation of like okay like this shouldn't shouldn't be said and then also just acknowledging that like all right this is just like what one person kind of chose to do with their platform and like either you consume it or you don't yeah because like it's the it's the internet age there's a million opinions on everything and like you know i mean he said it in the stand-up like if you watching this and you're literally sitting here offended by my jokes you're choosing to be in this space i didn't shove it down your throat yeah you know what i mean and that's just what i feel i feel like there's a lot of like this kind of like faux anger when it's like you didn't even watch the shit so like why are you so mad yeah i think it i think it's definitely there's that point of you clicked on it and watched it you're like consuming it and also there's the big point of i think dave in saying like all the shit that he said comes from a place of all right i can say this stuff because i'm not experiencing it and so that in itself is an l like yeah that's 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 evidently the fucked up part but i think he also each time like acknowledges that and so it's that weird paradox of like all right like if you know it's fucked up, you should be saying it, but you also know it's fucked up. And then but he's not the perpetrator. Like it's not. He's like he's not. And it's also like, all right, he's, you're not. Hopefully, I don't know Dave Chappelle's whole life, but like 
you're not hopefully like a perpetrator, like an aggressor, somebody actively like right. inflicting harm on people. And so I don't think it's something to like torch the dude for. Like that's just something that if you don't want to hear him say that shit, if you know that yeah. he's going to kind of be like that kind of like aggressive comedian that's going to say the things that shouldn't be said, even though he probably doesn't really like identify with many of the things yeah. that he said, the retribution is to not listen, to not watch him. Yeah. I think that, I don't think that he's somebody that's actively preaching or pushing any type of like propaganda. Everything he says is very heavily satirical. Right. And, and like, so it's inappropriate. There's so like, much context Like, yes, everything. it's inappropriate <laughs> to say it, but it's also like, it's not a misrepresentation ever. Yeah. He's never like slyly trying to like alter your viewpoint or type shit. He's always like, yeah, it's fucked up that I said that shit. I did say it, but it's fucked up. Right. And so, like, people can, like, get up in arms and say that, like, okay, but then maybe my kid wants to grow up to be like Dave Chappelle. But, like, no, maybe you shouldn't teach maybe you your should kid to grow your up kid to be like, like Dave Chappelle. <laughs> like, Dave Chappelle actively says, like, I shouldn't have said this, but I say this. Okay, that first part is saying that, like, that's not the right thing to do. So your kid is actively choosing not to do the right thing. And you can't just, like, raise a child up through ignorance. Like, if he don't know that people do all these different things and still make his decision to do the right thing, that's on him. (laughs) Yeah. Dave Chappelle just a nigga making funny jokes. A nigga (laughs) making jokes. But I also think that... I think it does also call into... Like, I think an interesting part of the conversation for me is also, like with the internet right like what is a joke like what because you know i think a lot of jokes stem in like darker things i think that's just kind of like a fact of like not all comedy there's definitely like normal lighthearted comedy but i think a lot of like funny ass shit tends to stem from like darker things like for example like if you're black you've probably made a slave joke and it was probably hilarious right and like Maybe you said some shit sarcastic. Maybe you said whatever, but you were fucking around. And with the internet, it's like, you might tweet some shit joking. And just because it's an opinion out there in the ether with no context, there's like a million reactions that someone can have to that. And so I think one thing that I think we should just think about with like the internet and like comedy and like what's funny is also just thinking about like, I don't even know. I don't even know how to phrase the question I'm trying to make. I think we should, I think just in general is something we should be thinking about is like how do we interact with like humor now in an area where like everyone's sense of humor is for display yeah you know what i mean and like yes there are things that are like definitely wrong but then it's a gray line because like slavery was a terrible thing right yeah. and it's like should i be able to crack jokes on that just because i'm black i mean i think so yes because they're hilarious but like someone else may not feel that way. Like there are black people that don't like to say nigger mm-hmm. because they don't believe in like reclamation and all that shit. And like, like you didn't go through that. So what you yeah, talking about? Yeah. And it's like, that's not an invalid viewpoint. Yeah. And I think a lot of times with like Twitter or like Twitter specifically, because that's what I be on. There's this like, uh, kind of like faux, this is right. This is wrong. Like if you think this, you're, you're canceled because like that's what cancel culture is it's not really like about like ruining someone's career like because unless you're doing something awful your career probably isn't getting ruined it's more just like you're not what's right in black or yeah. right in woke or whatever you know what i mean and like yeah, i don't fit the mold that we set you to yeah, yeah and i don't think that's always necessarily right i think you know it has a pretty good success rate not gonna lie but like i don't think it's always right i yeah. think with anything there are things and like nuances and conversations that the right viewpoint 
doesn't always hit yeah. like because maybe it was framed in a weird way or like maybe some other part of the delivery was off but it's like if you distill the core of whatever was being said like it's probably right it might just be different from what you think yeah i think the the tragic part about comedy too is like i think something that really pulls the joke out is when there's some type of like resonates or like shared kind of yeah like understanding and the i think one thing that people hate about kind of like dark comedy is like since there is some type of like resonance like somebody says something fucked up and then people laugh so it was a resonance like oh all these people that just laughed it's like they think that shit they like at least yeah they're not the perfect person that like i'd love to like assume that like all these people in the <laughs> are like and i think realistically like the you should kind of judge people by like what they like do like yes yeah. people can say really fucked up things and people can also be verbally abusive but like if someone's not being abused i guess definitely coming in from like some position of like black dudes <laughs> masculinity right now like yeah there's there's definitely um the hard part is when the dark humor like people don't want to kind of like accept the fact that oh we resonate or oh there's a resonance with kind of like the shit that he said yeah like, humor can come in like so many different ways there can be like good humor there can just be humor from like a good shared Slap experience or whatever but they're, they're all i feel like it's always kind of like oh as a comedian like i don't know you but i'm standing up in a room full of people and i'm able to like say like a series of phrases sentences either like maybe using my own experiences maybe using the experience yeah. of somebody else but i can literally like stand up here for 45 minutes and make like chunks of you guys like laugh and chuckle throughout <laughs> this like no one's gonna laugh at the same thing throughout nah. the, throughout the whole event but that's kind of what comedy is it's like you know you want to kind of like hide away from like the dark humor because like yes there's like cartoons and shit there's a whole bunch of different yeah. types of humor but dark humor is also there what the, like it's, it's fucking there like people are gonna like i think people are always gonna be fucked up you gotta stop trying to like have a world full of perfect people you gotta set the world up so people can't be fucked up to each other yeah <laughs> and just creating i think also just one big thing for me i don't know how related this is but i feel like one thing that we've done a bad job doing is as like a culture it's just like creating an environment where it's okay to acknowledge your biases because i think that's like the only way to like get over them and like work towards them is to be like Hey, I think this about certain people. Like, grew up that way. I'm sorry. Like, I it's don't. It's more want my experience. Work on it. Like, of course, obviously. And yeah, I don't think we really like let people do that in like any any capacity. Like, whether you're a regular fucking person or you're like super mega famous, there's no space where like, unless it's like, you know, to your like closest confidant friend, like, you know, I really don't like black people. Like, <laughs> but I think the best part is is like. The world just got the internet. So like yeah. realistically, like people just met each other like damn near yeah. like 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah, still and in so this baby phase. Hopefully a few generations and that people have kind of like gotten acclimated. Like, damn, all y'all niggas crazy. Like, all right, I guess they all crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> cool. Let's all be crazy together. <laughs> Literally. We hopped all off the comedy train. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring it back. Let's talk about um Black girl sketch, Black girl sketch show. show. Yes. yes. That shit is hilarious. Love On it. like love it. a very, probably like opposite energy from yeah. like the prior conversation. Yeah, yeah. It's just like really good, like uh, really good sketch comedy. I haven't watched like a really 
funny sketch comedy Keep show coming, like, in like a long time. A nice universe they threw in. The yeah, like that does a great line. job of kind of keeping things together. Like yeah, the recurring characters, like the Hertep be killing me, bruh. That shit is hilarious. They got this one character that's called like you got the Hotep, right? It's like all these niggas. And it's like the Hertep is like the Hertep. preaching like the kind of like female equivalent of like a lot of just like the wild things that like Hotep she be saying. Up, like, man. It <laughs> killed me like, when she said, uh, tell your husband you wasn't cheating, you was fertilizing. <laughs> I was like, bruh, y'all are hilarious. She said, no, we didn't get married because our relationship exists on a different dimension. <laughs> Dude over there was like, oh, so you single on this dimension? <laughs> <laughs> Nah, they hilarious. I also love like the cameos. Like they have like really good. Um, yes. This little like surprise character. That Patty LaBelle with the, the Patty LaBelle. <laughs> I was like, bro, who thought of that, bro? Like or the simple use of like CGI. They have uh, the CIA agent that has the evil twin like <laughs> villain. Was that CGI? Or was that just another girl that kind of looked like her? I thought that was just another person that looked like her. I gotta go watch again. Yeah, I think that was just like another... I thought that was camera tricks, but that's cool. It could have been. I don't know. Because they got really close. And I never yeah. thought that they were different people, but I could have just been kind of high, so... <laughs> like, I think go they were different again. people. I gotta, I gotta go back and check. But nah, that was one of my favorites. Because I haven't really watched anything like sketch comedy since like old Key and Peele. Yeah. I watched Key and Peele and like Lord of Squad. I was like Chappelle's show, Key mm. I watched, you know what shot that was funny? It was Tosh.0. <laughs> Tosh.0 was hella mama funny. I hated Tosh.0. I watched a few scattered I used to watch a lot of that. That shit was hella funny. And like, I felt bad for him because they like ripped off his show so bad with ridiculousness. I was like, wow, y'all just made a worse Tosh.0. Just cleaned it up a bit. Just cleaned it up. Yeah, because that's what he went down for though. Like, Daniel Tosh used to talk a lot of shit. Talking yeah. about comedians that talk a lot of shit. Yeah, that's what he went down for, man. <laughs> he Being used to an talk asshole. Talk a lot of shit. Being a fucking asshole. Um. Another thing I watched this cartoon is uh, Tuka and Birdie. That's the one with, uh, I'm, I don't know how I'm blanking on her name right now. Tiffany, Tiffany Haddish. Haddish yeah. And uh, I think it, it uh, oh, who's the other, who's Birdie? But uh, that shit's also like really fucking dope because I love the fact that they got like a whole animated series. Yeah. Like I, I know that shit's hard to do. Yeah. And so like, the business moves that they've been fucking making and like i think it's really cool because it's like extremely feminine facing yeah and so i don't like i know a lot of shit that they're talking about through just like conversations but like still never shit that i kind of like empathize with yeah it was really funny to laugh at it yeah I agree. <laughs> nah tiffany had is hella funny i saw her uh live of maybe like a year ago yeah that's cool. yeah she's like man she had a set that was like the way she did it, I was like, I don't know. Ali Wong. Oh God, I love. I Ali was about Wong, to say, bro. Ali Wong like, is so motherfucking funny, bro. Yeah, saw her so live too, funny. bro. That's tough. Yeah, I've seen a lot of her stand up. She's hilarious. She's hella funny. I saw uh, Tiffany Haddish live, and she just had a set that was like, really made it like unsure whether or not she was like really just freestyling this shit or like this was a prepared set and like i knew it had to be because that's how you perform yeah but like the delivery the was just so like was... easy that i was like oh fuck like maybe she did just have a couple shots of hennessy and walk on stage and start talking shit like i don't know like in the bag i'm, I'm fooled bro <laughs> that's dope yeah, yeah nah man. they definitely had this shit great i love watching girls trip 
Um, yeah. Girls Trip was hilarious. Like, I, the state of comedy, despite all the kind of like drama. I think the moral of our around. story is just that, you know, black women tend to do things really well in a way that's usually non controversial. Whereas, like, niggas, we do shit and it's funny, but there's always a kink in there somewhere. <laughs> we do, we do step in really quickly. <laughs> there's always, it's always just not quite there. It's like, I could not do it, but then I could. It's like, I'm not, I don't mean nothing by it, but I could. Be yeah, hella funny. What did uh, Shia LaBeouf say? <laughs> do it! <laughs> what we need to do is go to this guest segment, though. Yeah, let's go We got this. a bomb-ass guest. Roll up real quick. Yes, sir. We're going to smoke a little J and then come back with our guest. Get high with the balloons. Yeah, man. Get some helium. Come back with the boy, Sean Alexander. Yes, sir. Peace. Hey, and we're back. Back again. Welcome to Nina Talks. Got our guest blinged out on the wrist. I already see. <laughs> that's, that's a new rollie, bro. Man, first of all, <laughs> we're happy to have you introducing uh, Sean Alexander. You know, give a uh, what's good. Give a quick Nina Talks welcome, right? You know, you know, <laughs> little artist, little designer, little little this, little that. You know, <laughs> we here though. Yeah, man. Yeah, you do a lot of things, man. We got. The paintings up. I mean, these are prints, but they come from paintings. Yeah, then, they do. You know, got a beautiful painting downstairs. Yeah, we got Oh, a, you know, high key got to see it. So we got, we had sunflowers at the wedding. Right. And, you know, we got the lemonade piece from you. So his piece of this, like, black lady with an afro and just yellow balloons around right. it. Right. Got the sunflowers next to the piece. That's shit hard. Fire, bro. Yellow energy. Shit fire. Yeah, that's I hard. I remember when you bought that shit. I couldn't believe it. I thought my uh-huh. website was broke. <laughs> <laughs> like Damn it, I had crazy. just dropped my website like two days before. <laughs> like, and I'll never I'll never forget. Like I, I wanted was, that wall one, but I was like, ooh, I ain't got it. Like you had like it was blooms, like multicolored rainbow yeah, that go across. Yeah. So I, ain't got I ended like up that. redoing that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you didn't buy it because I hated how it looked. Nah, I, like, I don't hard. even know why I was up there. It was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, I, I never forget. I was sitting at work. And my phone went off. I thought it was just text messages. I looked. It said, "Oh, you just had a purchase for blah blah blah." So I seen the price, <laughs> and I was like, "They bought hella shit." Like, <laughs> so I just knew. You thought it was a bunch of princess yeah, stuff. Yeah, I huh? just knew it was a bunch of t-shirts and like uh-huh. just merch. <laughs> so when I seen it, like it was a it was a painting. I was like, "What?" Like, so I, I think I emailed you like. Right after, yeah, like, yeah. we like linked up by like Bishop. I mean, Cause I was scared. Time, I'm like, bro, he, he had to have did that shit on accident. Like I couldn't, be- <laughs> like, like I couldn't believe it. I was like, bro, that's that's crazy. We had like yeah. just decided we was gonna start trying to like get in the art and stuff. Yeah, yeah. so you dropped that shit. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, this might be the first attempt. Like, here we go. 
got up for summer. That yeah, that motherfucker was not cheap either. So like, they, they, but I was, that's why I was shocked because I was like, they bought that one. I was like, oh, cool. But y'all taught me a good lesson though, man. Like, cause I, I be so scared about prices and all of that. It's, if somebody want to buy something, they want to buy some shit. We buy shoes. You know what I mean? Whatever yeah. you, you know want. What I, mean? I feel like the shoes. I got I feel big like, feet. It's two pairs of shoes. I just can't buy shoes for a bit. That's what I'm. Mean. That's what I'm saying. That's how I look at it too. So like, <laughs> when I get a lot of backlash, because I, and especially in the city, like it's like you said, prices. What? Yeah. You know, a whole said. I be like, bro, you got on a Supreme bag. Yeah. Like, said, <laughs> set your price and live your life. You just got, yeah, you just gotta take your time and know what you, you know get. What like, you can't yeah. get too much random for shit. Sure. You get too much random shit, you ain't got no money. But uh, I do want to know, like, you know, how did you get like started in the art and stuff? You know, I kind of want to know what your trajectory into throwing events and making. You want so like, much. you want like the real answer, or you want me to lie to you? Hey, bro, no, look, Nina talks. Whatever you trying to look, <laughs> you I, know, we real. Whatever you so trying to put on camera. It started like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as the fans don't care, like, hey, whatever you trying to put on camera. You <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it started back in like 2011. But I want to say like fresh out of high school. I was just like dabbling in shit and in art and trying to f- really find my find what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Like I knew I didn't want to like career job, so to speak. So I was like, all right. So I wanted to do music. That was like my first, my first passion, my first love, something that I in throughout my entire life, you couldn't tell me I wouldn't be doing anything else other than that. Like uh. that's exactly what it was gonna be. I thought I was gonna be Lil Bow Wow for sure. Like <laughs> I was committed. Like I was committed to that. So, but I mean, obviously, you grow, you live, and you learn. You see, like, mm, this kind of not shaking how I want it yeah. to be shaking. Like you just, you just shift, right? So it was like I gotta find something else. So me doing art started as a different approach to get people to pay attention to the music. Mm, okay, I'm like, okay, yeah. I do the art. Like I can do the art, and then like. Kind of like catch their eye in yeah. it, yeah. Like yeah. work the music into like the artwork. Um, it never really happened like that though. Like I did it, it was just like something I tried out for like a very short moment. Like mm-hmm. I tried it out. I might have did like my first like two pieces I ever painted. Then I probably didn't touch anything again for like a year and a half. Um, excuse me. I would do. Um, it, it, that's how it would happen. It would be like two pieces at a time, and I probably wouldn't touch it. In like two thousand. 14 like end of 2014 mm-hmm. um i had really got into it like there's always a girl involved there's always a girl the i'm not even gonna sit i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna sit here and act i was like cooling until she came through <laughs> yeah like i didn't care so when i <laughs> so when i started painting like i didn't care about painting that much but she seemed to be really interested in the fact that I painted. Mm-hmm. She wanted you to paint her on the. So I was like, like a French girl. She was waiting. So I was like, mm. paint me some balloons. So, <laughs> so girls like this because I because at a point I didn't know like I around 2015 I had just went to my first vibes like I had mm-hmm. just like experienced like a lot of my first art things in yeah. the city to where I even knew it was a crowd for that or like people who were into that. Yeah, like I didn't know like so it was like I just kind of from there once I seen like I'm like oh she's interested in the fact that like I, I paint like I guess it just sounds cool. it probably just sounds cool like it just sounds cool imagine so, like, you in the room just flicking paint everywhere you know what I'm shit. saying like <laughs> so like from there I started doing it on a regular basis like to where like I started to get good at it mm-hmm. like I was always able to draw and shit like that like but I never really took the painting serious and like I was living with my pops 
I was like in the basement getting paint all over this card table that he had because like that was the only where I could only like, like only place I can paint in the crib. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't really have no easel or nothing at the time because I wasn't really worried about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to Walmart buying some canvas, some paint, just, just kind of playing yeah. around. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and then I didn't realize I was really good at it until I like, um, I think I went to my first vibes, which was like vibes three. That was one. That was like the. I think that's when vibes realized like oh shit we got something yeah because it was like you couldn't get in that bitch like it was like wall to wall like dumb packed like they had to like stop letting people in even when they stopped letting people in it was like a people it was like rap you know what i'm saying (laughs) so it was like so i walked into that and i was like a kid in a camp i'm like what? <laughs> like all of these lit. people like here for art they here for art and shit like art i think smee was in that vibes mm-hmm. yeah and that's crazy to see because like it's going on i'm so just a little hating ass rap nigga at the time yeah. so i'm like so he got on stage and then the girl i was with she was like oh smee she like she was really excited to see that nigga and i was like and i was just like looking like bro like why are you so excited to see this? Arthur like, like, like hell, bro. <laughs> but no, that, like that's crazy to see because I remember those those like emotions, yeah, like yeah, being yeah. in that room, like and just see how far he's came since then. It's like it's nuts. Yeah. yeah. But like he started performing, I was like, damn, this nigga's really good. <laughs> like I was like, damn, this nigga really good. So it went from like like me hating to like me like the next day I'm on SoundCloud trying to find everything yeah. he's ever made. Like, <laughs> like so it was, but like vibes and the art scene like put me onto that so mm-hmm. once i seen that my first goal was like oh i gotta be on that lineup like it was just a like a, a sh- like a passion just ran through me like it's like you gotta make that lineup like, so you're painting gotta- now but you just attended that vibes you didn't like you i was painting like i was actively doing art but it was kind of like just for myself at for that sure. point like yeah, i wasn't yeah. really actively promoting myself as an artist yeah. so to speak so it was like I was still considering myself a rapper at that time. Had you found your kind of theme? Uh, no. Okay, cool. All no, right, just getting the timeline straight. No, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hadn't yeah, even yeah. really known. Like I think at that time I was just painting. Um, I was really into like female anatomy. Like yeah, and, yeah. Seen like a bunch of your like kind of experimental. Yeah, like, you just got a whole bunch of like, like, just, like so next like, to paint gloves and stuff. Yeah, so it's just like the shit. Just I was just really painting majority like women based paintings at that mm-hmm. time. Which was fine. Like the shit was fire. Cool, yeah. <laughs> like so, and they kind of is. So after that, I went to that show. It was like I got. I like my whole goal was to start doing that shit every day. Okay, I'm like I'm gonna paint every day. I'm gonna post artwork yeah, every day until like one of these niggas that do this show notice me. I think me and Real followed each other at the time, or mm. I followed him. One of the two, and I knew he was over the show. So I'm like. I'm gonna constantly keep doing this shit until like niggas start paying attention, whatever, whatever. And like I will constantly like tag if you the shit's still there. You can go on my Instagram and like look. Like there's pieces where I would tag, like I would hashtag, like I gotta get my name on that flyer. Like that was like my thing for like a whole <laughs> for like a whole like it didn't last long. People like what flyer? What are you trying to get this name on? Yeah. Put the like, name on the damn flyer. It didn't last long because really at that time in Instagram it was only like ten people liking my posts. Like. It was like 10 people, mm-hmm. 10 random people, maybe somebody yeah. I went to school with, an ex, mm-hmm. one of my homies. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really have no following at that time. So it's like, but the more I posted, like, the more traction I would get. Yeah. yeah. The more people started kind of like painting. It was like, wait, Sean Payne? Like, I thought he rapped. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So it was like, I got a lot of good responses from that. Like, just seeing me venture out from what I was doing. Cause, like, I was really heavy into 
the music. Right yeah. So people that knew me anyway, I ain't gonna say yeah, it like yeah, I was like yeah, out here yeah. running around. But like, so the people that knew me, they knew. Oh, when they seen me, they seen like the question that they would ask, like, "Oh, you still rap? You still mm -hmm. do this? You still do that?" And it's like, so to see me transition from that, like I wasn't really posting no music, like I was just like posting like artwork. They really looking. They people like, had questions, like they was like, "What? When you start doing this? You've been doing this the whole time." So it's like, I seen the reactions I got. And I kind of fell in love with that. Mm -hmm. That's what that's what made me keep going because it was like, all right, this is getting people to pay pay attention to other than like what shoes I got on or like you know what I'm saying or like something else like that. Something out I'm producing. Type. Yeah, yeah, like something that's outside of me. Like so, it's just Some like content. That's where it stuck for me, um, and it kind of just grew from there. Like I, rem I I can vividly remember like the first time like real commented on one of my paintings and I was like, yeah, there it is. There it is. I was like, there it is. Like, and it's like I remember that feeling because at this time I don't know real from yeah. shit. Like, I don't know anybody that I'm now friends with. I didn't know any of them. So I was like, these are seeing an event like this. Y'all famous to me at this right. point. So like, it's like I'm doing some big shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all famous to me at this point. So seeing that, it was just like milestones. Now I don't care real like my shit. That's my brother. <laughs> like that's what, like But you at least like you're like I'm trying to get in the vibes. Let me work hard real quick. Yeah. Like post up every day. So yeah, that's and dope. that's where and that's really where it stemmed from and that's what kept me going. Mm -hmm. And then I remember like I, I had got up to like 20 pieces and my dad asked me, he was just like why do you what are you doing? Like why are you just painting all this shit every day? Like <laughs> he was like what are you doing? Like cause he, it was to a point where it was out of hand. Like, it was everywhere. Because huh? I was in in the room that I was staying in. Like it was just paintings lined up against the wall. He was like, "Are you like doing something with this?" Or you? Just, he was like, "I don't." And I remember telling him, "I was like, I don't know. I just feel like it's something coming, and I'm gonna need them. So like, I'm gonna keep doing it." And then like a month later, like Real called me, like, "Yeah, we need you to do this show called. Uh, we doing a show. Like it's not vibes, but it's a show called Mania." Mm -hmm. And like you go look at that flyer, you can find that flyer somewhere. I'm sure that that lineup is insane. Your name on that flyer. Like <laughs> it's insane. So like I'm geeked. I'm like yo, like finally whatever, whatever. Like and that show turned out great. Like I sold pieces. Like I like I met a lot of different people. Like people that I'm still like really good friends with these days were in was in that. That was a terrible. Story. <laughs> it's cool, man. Like, Tom, just keep running. <laughs> like shit. But for people I am really good friends with to this day, yeah. this day is what I was trying to say. These days, shit, that's terrible. But nah, um, were on that lineup with me. Yeah, and it's wild to look at that. So it's like it just evolved from there. It didn't get to a point of um, like really finding. At that point, I didn't have no style. Mm -hmm. In my opinion, I did vibes that same year. Yeah. So in my opinion, like my growth, I seen growth. But I feel like I bombed my first vibes appearance. I felt like my first vibes appearance was terrible. Mm -hmm. Like I've been saying that since the day. <laughs> like I'm like, and everybody be like, man, no, your shit was nah, bro. My shit was pretty terrible. Like, cause I like I had worked so hard for this moment, then I got it. So I like try. I don't know if I was trying too hard yeah. or wasn't trying hard enough. Yeah, I think I was in my head more mm -hmm. than anything else. So like looking at that wall and it's just like. Damn, that shit's pretty bad. I don't feel like I'm in love. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't happy. I wasn't I satisfied the with the yeah. fact that like that for my first appearance on a show of that scale, like I should have did better than this. I didn't feel like I did good enough. Even if nobody else say that, you nobody because nobody because everybody else would tell me I'm bugging. That's like, so real. Yeah. They would tell me like, nah, you tripping? Like that shit was good. That shit was good. And I was like, nah, I don't think so. So luckily for me, I got a chance to do it that next year mm -hmm. again. Like by the grace of whoever because like from what i know of vibes like you get really pretty much you do it once 
At least that's how it is now. If you did it last year, they don't really yeah. be trying to let you in like the next year. You got more coming. Like if you do it like two, two, three years later, cool. But like I know, like back to back like that, it didn't really happen. So you have, yeah, like often. So like I got the opportunity to do it again. Switch it up. Oh, and nigga, I fucking snapped. Like when I say like I like I snapped. Like I went crazy that year. <laughs> that's like, hard. And that's and that's when I started to find like you asked me earlier like how I found my style that kind of bring brings it all around. Yeah. That next time I did Vibes, Vibes 4, is when, when like, the first balloon pieces came about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, like, my, like, my my thick, dark lines that y'all mm-hmm. see back here, like, yeah. that's when all of that shit started, like, coming to yeah. fruition, and I was kind of really getting in my bag with it. But it wouldn't have happened like that had the first, the first Vibes not happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I wouldn't have felt the need had yeah. I went you, crazy. You were so critical. I'm I here, went, but, like, yeah, what the hell? Had, had I went, had I not went... Had I not bombed the first one, I probably wouldn't even have. Had I felt like I went crazy the first time, I probably wouldn't have felt no need to, you know, try to get better or like work towards finding a style that I can call my own. Cause like, I felt like that what that's what I was missing more than anything else at that point, which is like, all right, I can keep doing this, but it's 12 other niggas around me in this room that's doing this same thing. It was like, how do I, continue to do the things that I like, like doing like the shit with women or the balloons or whatever, but how do I do that? But still make it something unique to where yeah. it's like, if you see my shit, you know this my shit. Yeah, that's facts. And I feel like I did a really good job at that so Agreed. far. Agree. Um, <laughs> so far, I mean, I feel like I, I still got a ways to go. Like yeah. I ain't like I ain't cracked the service. I, ain't made I feel it. like it's never ending too. You just yeah, always going hard here, it. bro. I ain't made it past the city yet. So it's like, that's my next thing I want to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything I've been able to establish here is time to you know, take it yeah. elsewhere, yeah. take it on road. What road. would you say was, uh, if you had to kind of distill that first kind of like arc of your artistic journey from like, I want to be a rapper to now I'm hustling to get my art recognized to, all right, I got the art recognized, I got my style. What would you say kind of in that journey was the one of the most important things you learned? Not being so attached to things. Mm, elaborate. Um. It's funny that I'm saying that now, like, and that's one of the first thing I told myself. Like, I work with, um, I've been doing kind of creative direction for um, an artist that y'all might know, uh, mm-hmm. KV. Yes, sir. She was fine. Um, KV, the writer, I said right because she cursed me <laughs> out. Like, she had definitely cursed me yeah, out. But, yeah. like, um, yeah, KV, the, the writer. Yep. The Ratchet Tapes is out. Bye. I'll give her that plug, too. That's my dog. Bye. But, um, I've been working with her and it's like throughout this whole, just the process of her creating and like me creating with her, uh, something that I've told her a lot is like, just stop being so attached to things, like let some things go. Like, and what I when I say that, what I mean is, um, I'll kind of put it into like a, like a personal story of mine, like just that transition that you was talking about from rap to, or music to the art, it's like, at some point I had to let the music part of it go completely before I was able to fully like propel as an artist. Cause like trying to juggle two different things, it gets, one, it gets hard. Two, it confuses like your consumer. Like it confuses the consumer. Like like, they don't know what you're doing. Like you drop a song today, you do art today. Now I'm at the perfect spot to where I can, I can, I feel like I can afford to do both at this time because I've but already established one up, but I've established one enough to where it feels like, okay, like if I did want to dabble back in this, I could now. Yeah. But starting out, I feel like that was the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Um, 
having to let that part of me go. Yeah, dude. Like, cause it was like, I was so attached to it. I had been doing it since third grade. Like, so it was like third grade through 12th grade. It's a lot of fucking years. Like, that's a lot of attachment to those things that I- Especially when you're younger too. Like, yeah, the more me. time you spend on something when you're younger, you hook to that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's your life. Memory. Like, that's so your life. Was, <laughs> I still can't function without it though. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, music is still a part of my day to day. You know what I'm saying? Like, whether it's writing music or whether it's mm -hmm. like listening to it, like, it's still a part of my day to day and it's still an avid part in what I do. Mm -hmm. I can't paint without listening to music. Yeah. Can't paint in silence. This shit's trash. <laughs> Sounds cool. But like, yeah, I feel that. Like, this shit's pretty <laughs> trash. Like, so it's just like, um, yeah, man, I feel like that was, to answer your question, that was the biggest thing. That's what's up. That's what I have. That was a, a struggle then and shit even now yeah like i'm yeah. not even gonna sit here and lie because like i find myself getting frustrated about music especially since working with kv more like i'm finding myself wanting to like create Get more back music right again like yeah. you know what i'm saying like oh like let me just write a song and like give it to it but they but the people i'm around now that that they're doing music that's not really my role yeah so it's like now i have to work to get them to trust me on that end of it too so like now it's like the process has like re really restarted. Yeah. And that shit's frustrating. <laughs> and that shit is frustrating. Cause it's like, you. you know how good you are, like in certain aspects of everything. Like I'm not, I have a track record of being good at everything I do. Like I can prove it to you. Need to talk. I don't even, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't even, but I don't, I don't talk like that. I don't yeah. walk around like that, but like, I can prove it to you. Like, I yeah, got my resume. I'm like good. I, I tried to do this and I mean, we see how this turned out. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you can, that should be enough for you to trust me in doing this, but it don't work like that. You have to like prove yourself in every aspect of whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. And like, and it's 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 always a it's a humbling thing every time. Yeah. You like, gotta stay mm, humble. Damn, I did all this work and I still have to prove myself to another level of people. Right. Yeah. Cause at first it was like people in the city, first it was like real and like the vibes committee. Like, I wanna prove myself to them to let them know I'm good enough to be in the show. Then I gotta prove myself to myself when I chose to do capacity, my own show. Right. So it's like, I have to show myself that you're good enough to do this on your own. Like, and it's just like, it's so, it's always going to be like a next step of proving yourself to someone. Even when you felt like you've hit somewhere that you've never hit before. There's always someone like- It's always, it's always something else. It's always somebody like, I mm -hmm. don't care. Like there's people in my life right now that like, I'll talk to them about like goals or I have or shit that I want to do. And they'll look at me like, I don't care. So, Like what's next? Like, how are you going to make me? Like my homegirl Ashley has been asking me, Ashley Nicole, I don't know if y'all know her. Uh, she no, does, her. Yeah. She does so. uh, branding and marketing and stuff okay. like that. So I've been talking to her a lot more. Um, and throughout this whole, like after all that I've done, I say this repeatedly, cause this is how I feel every time we talk. Like <laughs> after all that I've done, like she's like, okay cool so what's next yeah yeah like she's like yeah you did that but like it's done it did happened ooh, like why does it matter yeah like why do people continue to care like they've cared this far but how do we get them to continue to care and this is all shit like surprisingly enough i hadn't even thought about it i'm like they're gonna care because it's me but it's not even <laughs> that simple so it's, it's like the, it's, all, it's always the thing that you're doing yeah, like, like the things that you've done are great. What have you done? For, what have you done for you, me lately? But it's always what you're doing, right? Bro, now. Like, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, capacity was cool, but that was a month ago. So 
you got another drop for us? Like, you got more clothes? clothes. <laughs> you got, yeah. like, we were like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, Capacity was fire. It was great. But that was a month ago. Let's go yeah. with them hats. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm, yeah, like that hat was fire, but it sold out. So I can't buy it now. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> what you get me? What you got for me? And this and that shit is frustrating as well. Like being an artist, being an, um, an entrepreneur or whatever you want to call it, like I hate to put titles on it. It still makes me feel weird to call myself. But you artist. gotta, you make an art. You gotta make a, money. A brand, an artist. You gotta, you gotta like support all, yourself. You doing like your all thing. of these things? Like all these titles, like make my fucking skin crawl. Like I don't know what it is, but I know it is those things. But it's all in. Fuck! I lost my train of thought. <laughs> that was gonna be good too. It was gonna be great. But nah, um, <laughs> that was gonna be phenomenal, and I completely forgot. But like, moral of the story is there's always a, a point. Bring it on. Yeah. Proving yourself yeah. to yourself, you to going. other people. <clears throat> keep going. Like, stop being so attached to every little thing that you do, because there's always gonna be somebody that don't care, and you're gonna have to show that person something different. Or you're gonna have to realize, like, mm, maybe this person isn't like my target. Yeah, yeah. my demo. <laughs> like, so, just keep moving to somebody. So it's is. just like, oh, all right, let's go another way. But it's it's hard, man. You gotta let that shit go. Like Being that. an artist and shit let is hard. Go. Like that like shit is bloom. terrible. Like goddamn it. <laughs> like a balloon. That was terrible. Spell. That was a dad week. joke. <laughs> that was a dad joke. He's married now, so he I'm made. A <laughs> Good guy. It's a dad joke. Oh, like that shit is funny. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, let's let's, do, let's get an album of the week. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, I, I got to end it off with a, with, a, with a dad joke, man. Brought the balloons home. That's funny God as damn. hell. damn. Nina talks. <laughs> you wanna, uh, yeah, you I'll start off. I'll okay. start off. So, um, I was listening to uh, the Spilled Milk EP by Boss recently. Mm, that's a good one. Boy, mm. my dude went hard. He started off with like fried rice, I'm pretty sure. The first Jollof song. Jollof rice. Jollof rice, right? I'm a, I'm a Louis ass said fried rice, bro. It is a song called Fried Rice, though. It's the second song, defense. huh? Okay. Because that's okay. the song with, uh, that's song like, with, okay. like, that's a song with J.I.D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the, it's only four songs, but yeah. I really you, fuck. You, hey, hold on, pause. You know what's wild? I just looked at something. Every episode I've watched, y'all have had on like my shit, right? Every episode is at this. I had a t-shirt, but this one, y'all have on everything. Cause you gonna have on all your shit. We gotta I, let you shine. No, I'm I'm saying it as a compliment. <laughs> like I really appreciate that. Hell yeah, bro. Now, like you said, I would have like came in here and been like, oh, you man. work hard, man. Now this is so weird. Now, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> now they look like mascots. We in here looking like twins. Nah. Like, <laughs> we're brothers. <laughs> we have shit. Funny. Jollof rice, fried rice, okay, and amnesia. Those three songs. The two rice tracks. Fire. They got Nirvana in the middle. That song tough too, but. One, two, and four is hard. That's hard. Like, Bob's always dropping like cold uh, tape stock. Like he's such a great addition. To yeah. Greenville. He's one of the early ones, wasn't he? Yeah, mm -hmm. he been yeah. on that for a I fuck with Bob's heavy. He been on that a minute. Heavy. Yeah. That whole Too Hot a Riot uh, album. Too Hot a Riot. Anthem. That's <laughs> went crazy. That shit is phenomenal. Uh, for mine, I'm going to do Finding My Next Thrill by Cousin Stiz. Um, that one's hot. This, I haven't listened to that yet. It it's hard. Um, this is from Boston, and he kind of like I feel like his first two tapes were like more lyrical rap, closer to like boom bap, traditional mm -hmm. hip hop. 
well with these last couple projects he's been like trying to find like his kind of like modern trap i'm about to say the, is he like a rappy rap ass nigga like because the only reason I asked that because the song I just heard with Shmino like didn't sound like exactly, that. and so like with this most recent project, he's kind of like, and the one before it, but I think in this one he did like a way better job of like finding his lane mm. outside of like lyrical kind of like come up struggle raps. Like he found how to like throw his voice and do like those kind of fun things. Like even the fact that he on a song with Smee and like Smee always doing them, you know, vocal acrobatics yeah. and like. He kind of doing his own style of it like he got his own sound that i think he's like really got comfortable in on this project so i really fuck with it it took me like the first listen i was like i don't know if i like this and then the second listen i was like oh not it's hard um so that's my album of the week i have to give it a play i only heard the song with speed that's the only one i like it's a hard tape to run through man he does like he always puts together good projects though like his projects always like listen through really dope that's hard um i've been listening to um, KB, the writer of the Ratchet Tapes are out now. But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> but no. no. But no, like, um, outside of that, that. Oh, no. Outside of that, um, St. John. Are y'all familiar oh, yeah. with St. John? Yeah, he did just drop something. Huh? Hard, bro. Yeah. St. John, but I need to talk. Hard. St. John, Saint hey, John is like my guy. What was the name Since of that Collection one? one, um, Collection One was hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it took crazy. me a while to get into it, like, because I listened to it once, like, by myself without knowing who he was, yeah. like, just seeing it. Um, and then I think I started to see him a lot more because that's how I kind of listen to music. Mm-hmm. I don't listen to yeah, music like based people. on like I gotta put the person with the music. Yeah. And then I seen him and like he was like articulating well and like nah he's hella smart. He's, he's able to like, like he's really able to talk and navigate through the interview. interview and you can just tell like if you just know how to have a conversation like it's just like it's like a lost art damn near. Yeah, too many bro. Because niggas be weird and like secluded for this, no man. reason. I'm like that too because I'm like to myself. But if I need to talk, talk I can talk. Yeah. Like I can articulate and I can like tell you like emotions or like whatever yeah. the fuck I need to articulate to you, I can do it. Yeah. A lot of these niggas can't do nah, that. Nah, I hate watching like beat breakdown videos or like song videos. Not even that one. It's just, like they not telling me shit. They yeah. like, yeah, bro, we was in the stool and you know that shit was hard. And so I put the hi hat <laughs> on that bitch. So it could ride. So it and can then ride. It's funny, I threw the man. snare on that joint. You know, you gotta have a. I'm like, you're not telling me about the <laughs> I know you put a high hat experience on experience or anything. Like, like, what the nothing. fuck was happening? Like, tell me nothing. more. Like, is that it's, it? Like, now that shit is funny because like some of my friends will see this and they'll say, "What? <laughs> like, he don't articulate shit." Because like, Alex Dunn is one of my good homies. <laughs> like, one of my good homies. And like Alex every Harris. time I work with him, like he does this thing to where he like he puts his he puts his business hat on. Mm-hmm. He starts talking to me using all these big words, all these like so fundamentally excellent. correct terms for everything. And I just be like, bro, just talk to me regular. Like Jesus Christ, like I don't want to hear all of this shit. Like right. I know you. Like and they talk <laughs> about me for that every time because they're like, man, Sean don't never want to have a uh, a professional conversation. I'll be like, no, like What's not with my homies. I don't, bro. Like Jesus Christ, but like that. That's one of the, that's like a lost art, but that's what got me into Saint John right. though. Collection one, huh? Because he can do that. Collection one is really, really fucking good. Okay. And then his new album, what is it called? Ghetto Lenny's Love Songs. Yeah. We're gonna have to run that one. Yeah, we got that one. Yeah, he's definitely is, on like a new wave, like kind of like, like rock star. Yeah, it's like singy rap like, shit. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like yeah. the weekend was like not vocally, but just like his image. Like if the weekend was more like. 
rock starish. It was more like, rugged, like rugged and like that shit is fire, don't give a man. fuck. It wasn't all sad and yeah, I did like collection, but it's still it's that. not even like weird content though. Nah, because you would expect it to be just looking at him. Not no coke music. Nah, it's not. It's like <laughs> you would expect. That's trend. what you would expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would expect like. Like I can see people doing coke to Saint John. I'm not gonna lie, but you do coke to anything. But he, the, the music isn't. <laughs> You're like, oh, Beethoven. <laughs> Run that as long as the chord, bro. Right? That's crazy. Funny as hell. Half line for a half note. <laughs> but that shit is. You don't need. That's what you expect it to be, though. And it's not even that. Like he got like some that's, regular content, like yeah. that, like. Regular niggas can't relate to like it Break ain't even all music. it ain't even all tripped out like mm. you would expect it to be like it's just really solid it's a solid record for sure that's hard yeah man well thank you for coming through man it's uh, my boys appreciate it been a blessing Finally. and an honor man I was about to start boycotting yeah for real like, I was like, <laughs> damn they ain't called my phone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a great time I, appreciate I definitely appreciate y'all yeah, man. Appreciate thank it. you for coming through. Thank y'all for watching, you know, like and subscribe, show us that love, help us build the audience. You know, that good old YouTube shit we got to do no. for the video episodes. BrilliantMinds.com. Patreon. Yes, man. If y'all care. Brilliant if y'all minds. trying to cop some clothes, some paintings, any of that. Brilliant Minds with no eyes. Drip, you know? That's literally the only difference. People be so confused. It's just Brilliant Minds with no eyes. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> B-R. Okay. Website too? L-L-A-N-T-M-N-D-S.com. No eye also? No eyes. No eyes. Okay. Cool. You can't see nobody, man. Y'all haters. Hey, that's fine. I, I'm starting to use that. I'm using that for for now on. Nina talks, nigga. They're gonna be like, hey, why you ain't got no eyes in your web? Because I can't see y'all niggas, bro. Like, that's why. Oh, that's fire. That's fire. That's why. Where the little thing get? Nina talks. Cut it. Like, <laughs> thank y'all for watching. <laughs>